Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Manna for Breakfast. I'm Bill. And I got a motorcycle big driving right by right when I start, when you know. Going to have to soundproof this room a little bit more. It is the 17th of February, and it's a cool 68 degrees outside. Another perfect day here in paradise. Uh, we enjoy every single day in February. March is still great. April, a lot of April is most of April is good too. Then May starts hitting. A little bit of warmth, and we go into the summer. But anyway, it's sure nice to be here now, and thank you for a lot of you guys that are here in town and uh, joining us in church. We've been having a nice group of people, good sizes coming, so it's been a, a blessing. So we want to be praying for Father God. Thank you for this time that we've come before you and ask that you would just simply bless it, use it, God. Um, for your glory, whatever you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before we go into our reading, I thought uh, we'd get at least a couple of jokes in. We have to deal with both sad and <laughs> and, and intense things in the Word of God. So it's always, it's always fun to just keep balance in our life because we are people of joy and we are people that know there is hope. Even in death, there's so much hope to think about the glorious future that we all have when we leave these bodies and get our upgrade and go into the next. So with this, let's look at a joke here. It says, did you hear about the nurse who was chewed out by her doctor because she was, she was absent without gauze? She said, question, if an athlete gets athlete's foot, what do astronauts get? Mistletoe. I thought that was clever. Okay, let's look over into the word today. And I uh, apologize once again, didn't put it up in time. Let's put this one up. There we go. Just uh, two chapters in the book of Exodus this morning, chapter 30 and chapter 31. This is all about the altar of incense. Moreover, you shall make an altar. As a place for burning incense, you shall make it of acacia wood. Its length shall be a cubit, and its width a cubit. It shall be square, and its height shall be two cubits. Its horns shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold, its tops and its sides all around, and its horns, and you shall make a gold molding all around it. You shall make two gold rings for it under its molding. You shall make them on its two side walls. On opposite sides, and they shall be holders for the poles with which to carry it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You shall put this altar in front of the veil that is near the ark of the testimony, in front of the mercy seat that is over the ark of the testimony where I will meet with you. Herod shall burn fragrant incense. He shall burn it every morning when he trims the lamps. When Aaron trims the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense. 
There shall be perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer any strange incense on the altar or burn offerings or meal offerings. You shall not pour out a drink offering on it. Aaron shall make atonement on the horns once a year. He shall make atonement on it with the blood of the sin offering of atonement once a year throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. The Lord also spoke to Moses, saying, When you take a census of the sons of Israel to number them, then each one of them shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord. When you number them, so that there will be no plague among them when you number them. This is what every one who is numbered shall give. Half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is twenty geras. Half a shekel as a contribution to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered from twenty years old and over shall give a contribution to the Lord. The rich shall not pay more, and the poor shall not be less than half a shekel. When you give a contribution to the Lord to make atonement for yourselves, you shall take the atonement money from the sons of Israel and shall give it for the service of the tent of meetings that it may be a memorial for the sons of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, You shall also make a laver of bronze with its base of bronze for washing, and you shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet from it. When they enter the tent of meetings, they shall wash with water, so that they will not die. And when they approach the altar to minister, by offering up in smoke and fire and sacrifice to the Lord. So they shall wash their hands and their feet, so that they will not die. And it shall be a perpetual statute for them, for Aaron and his descendants throughout their generations. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take also for yourself the finest of spices, of flowing myrrh, 500 shekels, and a fragrant cinnamon, half as much, 250 of the fragrant cane, 250, and of the acacia, 500, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and of olive oil, a hen. You shall make these a holy anointing oil, a perfume mixture, the work of a perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony. And the table and all of its utensils and the lampstands and its utensils and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering and its utensils and the laver and its stands. You shall also consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them shall be holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister as priests to me. You shall speak to the sons of Israel saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured out on anyone's body, nor shall you make any like it in the same proportions. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever shall make any like it, or whoever puts any of it on a layman, shall be cut off from his people. Verse 34. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take for yourself spices, stacked and onic and galbanum spices and pure frankincense 
there shall be an equal part of each. With it you shall make incense, a perfume, the work of a perfumer, salted, pure, and holy. You shall beat some of it very fine and put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where I will meet with you. It will be most holy to you. The incense which you shall make, you shall not make in the same proportions for yourselves. It shall be holy to you for the Lord. Whoever shall make any like it to use as perfume shall be cut off from his people. Chapter 31. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uli, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all kinds of craftsmanship to make artistic designs for the work in gold and silver and bronze and in the cutting of stones for the setting and in the, and in the carving of wood that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship. For behold, I myself have appointed with him Oholiab, the son of Ashemach, for the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all who are skillful, I have put skill, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the ten of meetings and the ark of testimony and the mercy seat upon it, and all the furniture of the tent. The table also and its utensils, and the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense. The altar burnt offering also with all its utensils, and the labor and its stand. And the woven garments as well, and the holy garments of Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons, with which to carry on their priesthood. The anointing oil also, and the fragrant incense for the holy place, they are to make them according to all that I have commanded you. Verse 12, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely observe my Sabbaths. For this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Therefore, you are to observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, and whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. For six days' work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath, of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall surely be put to death. So the sons of Israel shall observe the Sabbath to celebrate the Sabbath throughout the generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the sons of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he ceased from labor and was refreshed. When he had finished speaking with them upon Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the two tablets of testimony, tablets of stone, written by the finger of God. We have many different things going on in these chapters. You see the, the intricacies of the, the establishing of the rituals, or I should say the, the sacrifices, uh, coming before the people of Israel, and it's Pretty amazing to see the, the the beauty of what God was establishing. It really needs to be understood in, in, in context of what was happening. Remember, they left Egypt by the Passover lamb. The death angel passed over them. So the first thing, as they're setting up this system to memorialize that, in one sense, the tabernacle is going to memorialize, memorialize that and underscore the importance of it 
forever because it was it was liberating physically but also it was a model of the spiritual liberation that god was going to bring to the entire world that we could be set free by the blood of the lamb the death angel would pass over us and so as they get ready to start building the tabernacle he says now you need to number the people number all of the males that are 20 years old uh and over and um and then give a price of redemption those firstborns that were now that had been passed over uh they were the ones that uh that were required to pay the the shekel or the the um the offering for the price of redemption the money's used to then build the tabernacle and it was a reminder to them that with the giving of the money that there was a, uh, I was redeemed by God himself. God said the firstborn were going to be his. And then that, in a sense, you either give them to me or you let me kill them. Your choice. And they were like, no, we'll apply the blood. They're yours, Lord. And so God now says, all right, they're mine. And to remind you of that every year, you are to pay the price of redemption because I paid the price. I offered up my own lamb. They were God's lambs. They were God's goats, whatever that he gave to them. God created them. And they were the sacrifice. They represented the future sacrifice of himself as his son coming to the earth. And so they paid this price of redemption. That that was to remind them of that. And then they make the tabernacle. And they establish the fact that now they are to worship before the Lord their God. Meet there, uh, there over the mercy seat. This is where it's going to be established. And he says once a year you've got to go in and sprinkle the blood that the day of atonement to take that blood in to to be a covering over the entire uh the nation and so they would understand we've all been redeemed we've all been bought by the price of the blood of the lamb and it was such a, a wonderful beautiful ceremony i'm sure to be a part of and so meaningful for the israelites but what's so fascinating is when he gets into the description of the bronze laver and the water and the washing. It's, it's pretty amazing because we know that we're saved by the washing of the blood that brings in salvation. And now, now God starts to explain the, the labor, which he hadn't done before. He says, now there needs to be a big labor between the Holy of Holies and the altar. They need to they understand that the priests and they have their outer garments, they have they have their robe of righteousness, that they're they are cleansed by God's anointing oil, in a sense representing a salvation experience for us. But they needed to continually be washing, to be cleansed. And there is a need, once we are saved, we know that we're saved by the blood of Christ, to be cleansed because we get dirty when we're in the world when we get around sin we we do sin we do make mistakes and so there is a need to be washing but look they're washing with water bronze of course in a bronze labor bronze is a symbol of judgment and so god is always looking at us our lives as believers and and judging in the sense where he's letting us know by the holy spirit whether we're walking with him in purity or whether we're walking in sin and so we are to go to be washed and to be cleansed, but with what? They're being washed with water that is put in the basin of bronze. And for us, we know that we're to be washed with the water of the word. That's what brings in the cleansing when we have made mistakes, when we've fallen, and we need to get back up and start walking again. 
But the beauty, beautiful thing is, as it, as it is cleansing, it, it is refreshing and gives us strength. So that's the beauty of the uh, symbolism of the bronze altar there. As we look into these uh, modeling, uh, everything in the tabernacle was a phenomenal modeling for us as believers. Okay, Charles Spurgeon, January, Feb, <laughs> February 17th. God can make you strong. That's a good title. God can make you strong. The scripture verse says, Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Second Chronicles 15.7 God had done great things for King Asa in Judah, but yet, they were a feeble folk. Their feet were very tottering in the ways of the Lord, and their hearts very hesitating, so that they had to be warned that the Lord would be with them while they were with him. But that if they forsook him, he would leave them. They were also reminded of their sister kingdom, how ill it fared in its rebellion, and how the Lord was gracious to it. When repentance was shown, the Lord's design was to confirm them in his way and make them strong in righteousness. So it ought to be with us. God deserves to be served with all the energy which we are capable. If the service of God is worth anything and is worth everything, we shall find our best reward in the Lord's work if we do it with the determined diligence Our labor is not in vain in the Lord, and we know it. Half-hearted work will bring no reward. But when we throw our whole soul into the cause, we shall see prosperity. This text was sent to the author of the notes in a day of terrible storm, and it suggested to put all steam with the assurance of reaching the port in safety with a glorious freight. I love the old illustrations at the time of the turn of the century. When they had steamships. What a beautiful assurance that is God's desire for us. He wants us to be living in safety and to be living in prosperity, to be living in blessings. And uh, we need to put all diligence into what we do for him. This is one of the things that it's so fun to watch from my perspective. When people do that, when people come in and they're, church and they're just kind of have a half experience with God and they've never really had a great strong walk with him and they've gone to church but they've never really got much out of it and then God pulls them into his word and he starts pouring out his grace on them and they start digging in and start studying and they start walking with him the way he always wanted them to and they become excited and they they and they pour themselves into it. They said, I've never known this. I didn't know this was possible. And you just stand back and watch how God starts developing their gifts and does some amazing, amazing things through their life. And uh, and then how they go off and start helping others to see the same thing. It's what the family of Christ is about. It's glorious, beautiful. Well, I do want to mention some of you who live in New Mexico uh, or at least have traveled through and have been to Calvary Albuquerque. Um, we have some very sad news. The wife of a dear, dear friend, she's, she was a dear friend of us, just passed. She was young, my age. 
she um her name was Carly Rao and she was um uh, just a wonderful wonderful woman we're not sure of the cause of death yet it was just announced yesterday late and uh, her husband helped Skip Heidzik run Calvary Albuquerque for years and years they supported us as missionaries when he had his own church in northern New Mexico up in Taos and um then he left Calvary to, to help another struggling church in Albuquerque and did a wonderful job, is doing a wonderful job. And uh, our kids used to go play with their kids. He used to stay with them when we were in town. Just a, just a really, really strong, beautiful family. Loved the Lord. So we're grieving this morning for them. And uh, just asking for strength for Dave and the kids. You know, it's adult children now, but it's just never, never easy. Uh, you know, I lost my mom when I was 24. Never easy. Whenever you lose a parent, so we want to pray for them. And also, there's a young guy that uh, um, Pam and Fred are helping. That's only 15. That's trying to get into. Uh, they're trying to get him up to a drug rehab. That their son is helping out, and having an issue with getting on the plane because they canceled the flight. So they're going to retry again. So we want to pray for that to all work out. We know how that works. Um, we've helped people get on planes to get to drug rehab. It's, it's quite an intricate situation on, on getting that to all work out. So we want to be praying for those things this morning, remembering them as we bring them before the Lord. So let's, let's do that. Father God, thank you for this time that we've come before you and ask that you would just simply bless it, use it, God, um, for your glory. Whatever you want to do, God, in these situations, uh, we help ask you help this young guy get get into rehab so that he can get cleaned up and have a future and a hope and get saved. Fifteen to young age to be messed up and going into rehab. So we pray for him, and we also pray for the Rao family, Albuquerque, that she would be ministering greatly to them and the church that uh, they, she was ministering in with her husband, that they have uh, just a recovery time. It's a shock to everyone. So really want to lift them up and thank you for them in that phenomenal ministry. We would not have had the success here uh, without their help and their support. So we thank you greatly for that family and that church. Our hearts are heavy for various difficulties, things that are happening, God, uh, in the world, the unjust governments and the things they're doing. The loss of the love of affection one for another, the dividing line, God, that seems to be growing ever clearer and how people are having just strong reactions to anyone who wants to just stand up for freedom or stand up for Christ. And so, God, we ask that you would continue to make us strong, continue to give us a safe harbor, and uh, help us, God, pour ourselves into every all the work that you have for us to do. We do want to pray for the... Uh, evangelism group that we um, hope will be able to go out this afternoon or this evening and witness for you. Thank you for their love and their commitment. May you bless it. Multiply it, God, a hundredfold. Use those tracks to reach hearts. Use their conversations to be a blessing to people. Thank you. And bring in the people, God, into your church. Thank you for the new people that have come. And we want to pray for those that have just been overwhelmed with work and responsibilities. There's there's a lot of need here in Vallarta. There's a lot of people that have to to that are working night and day and find it very difficult to get time off. Pray that you would open up their time, help them, God, 
um, that help them find the that ability that to spend time with the fellowship of believers. Uh, we want to pray for a special missionary woman who was diagnosed with cancer and has spared several small children. And we definitely want to lift up any mom that is diagnosed with cancer that's that's dealing with difficulties. So we want to lift her up to you for healing, God, and bring her into uh, a diagnosis which is very positive, and that she would see her numbers go down and she would see a big change, and that you would be ministering there to her and be able to, to give her comfort that her kids are being well cared for, have an understanding that she's got family, if nothing else, church family around to, to help take care of her. And we want to lift up Karen Skoog as well as she's, um, I'm sure, still recuperating and or waiting for the test results. We don't know where that is, Scott, but certainly want to lift her up for um, complete and utter healing there. And for Celeste in her struggle with the cancer, even our, our friends over in Arizona for Nabil and Susie, that she's always, always just faithfully serving you, never never murmuring or complaining about her cancer, but always just just one step ahead of it, God, and taking good care of herself. So we thank you. May you just maintain her health and keep her pain level down to zero. And for Hank up in Canada, God, please bless him mightily and keep him uh, healing all the time, better and better. And... Father, for that little baby that had that one lung and the heart issue, God, we thank that it's thank you that it's home, and and getting better, and we hope God is going to be able to survive. We still don't know the outcome, but we want to lift that little baby up for complete healing, and for those that are dealing with difficulties uh, with addictions, we certainly want to lift them up. This young guy going into rehab, but also for those that we meet almost on a weekly basis here in Vallarta because this town is just full of drugs and alcohol. Pray for those that come in and hear the word, but they often don't come back because they are in bondage to their addiction. So we want to lift up them to you. This young man, Jesus, or, uh, that received the Lord with his girlfriend last week, we want to lift them up for you and ask that you, God would minister to him, minister to them, help them keep going. And God, we do want to, before we go, we want to lift up Ray's friend, Adam and Wendy. He is, I, I understand, battling cancer. And um, how do you deal with that as emotionally as a Christian father? I don't know, but I can imagine that the disease is only part of the battle. I would imagine, God, the battle that's raging just as much as the emotional and, and, and dealing with the why and how do I go on in my life and how do I how do I bring this into my world and live with it so father i pray for a spiritual strong base to this man that's dealing with this cancer and that you would prepare his mind to be strong strong understanding that he has you by his side his family his his loved ones people that care about him so thank you father we bless you for this day and we thank you for it in jesus name Amen. All righty. We are done. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow at the same time. Make sure you tell your friends about uh, Manna for Breakfast to be alive with us or to pick up the podcast. Those people on the run. 
can't be with us live, can always pick it up wherever they're going. So uh, let them know. Grab the app if you can. And uh, we will see you at the same time tomorrow.